Hey crew, my name is Dakota Jean, and this is the Social Media Manager Podcast. I started my career as a fashion intern in New York City, working my way up to retail and brand director for Nicole Miller. I was recruited by the Kardashians at the ripe age of 24 as a director of the Dash brand. What I quickly realized was that we needed to do some serious marketing to be successful. At a time when almost no brands were on social media, I got the Dash stores up and running and grew the Instagram account up 58% to 1.2 million followers by creating a brand guide and a social media strategy. Flash forward, I started the Social Media Manager in 2021 to help social media managers navigate this crazy field we decided to be in and help business owners like myself find success in marketing through social media. So who's ready to figure out this whole social media thing? Let's go. Stranger danger. You gotta let them know. Welcome to the Social Media Manager Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Just, uh, you know, glad that we could take the time to do this because I feel like there's just so much that you do that, you know, benefits benefits everybody. And, you know, for me, I acknowledge where my skill sets are and I also am firmly planted with where my skill sets are not. <laughs> so, that's why I have an accountant. Yeah, right. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. But also the same could be said about you. And uh, so Kyle owns uh, his own business. It's called KPL Studios. Um, Those are my initials. So very original. Very original. <laughs> you spent a lot of time on that one, probably. Yeah, that's true. I was like, hmm, how do I... Uh... Well, I, you know, coming, coming up with a name, I wanted to have something that um, I could scale. You know, because you really... When you start your business out, you don't know where it's going to be or where it's going to go or, you know, you have a rough idea. But I knew that I, it, I wanted to my business to have the potential to be larger than just myself because I feel like the most benefit that my clients get out of, <clears throat> like, the services that I provide are really about my team. Yeah. You know, it's not just about me. It's about, like everyone's got a unique skill set and how do you showcase that or how do you you know how do you piece your team together in a way that's going to have the most exponential impact for your clients so let's talk about that what um sorry about her oh she's just she's just she's just a dog <laughs> who doesn't love dogs i, I think the mics are good enough that like out of here. yeah it should be fine but it might be distracting no, for it's, us. it's fine okay so um i want to know well, I'm, I already know, but the sure. listeners will want to know, what do you provide? Um, so KPL Studios provides everything from, you know, aerial and drone, photo and video assets uh, to, I mean, pretty much like we're a one-stop shop for, for I would say, I'm, I'm trying to grow into more medium to large businesses just for budgetary reasons because I keep investing in new gear. But um, basically photo, photo video assets uh, for advertising for 
all different types of businesses. I mean, I have a client that is a, uh, a, a national fitness franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another client who's it's an amazing local brewery. Um, I've worked with Amazon. I've worked with Microsoft. I've worked with uh, Open Door. I've worked with Amazon. Uh, did I say Amazon? Oh. <laughs> more coffee. Um, but it's just been this incredible journey just figuring out how to, you know, deliver the highest quality uh, w- with amazing people and in a quick, like lightning fast, uh, no drama approach. Like I, I see a lot of, there, there seems to be a, a spot in the industry right now where things are transitioning from these really large, um, super high budget productions. And a lot of clients don't need that. They need their content and they need it yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, if you spend three to four months on, on a project that was maybe only a four or five day shoot, well, by the time the, it goes, it rolls around to post it or go live with it outside, I'm, I'm saying outside of television, right? I'm saying on social media, it's like, is that content relevant anymore? And I would, I would argue that most of the time it's not. Yeah. So, I mean, is that what you, what you see and deal with? Yeah, I think that's why, you know, I, I work pretty much exclusively with organic social media. And so we have a lot more leeway to put out very low budget, you know, phone videos and stuff like that. Um, Of course, clients always want nicer, you know, shots and videos. And so we do that also, but. Yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes with social media because you're right, it is changing all the time. Well, and people get tired of being sold to and people get tired of seeing ads. Yes. I mean, the amount of times I've just been like, really? Like, when have I ever bought something off of YouTube? Or when have I ever clicked on something? And I'm like, and they, yeah, they continue to send me stuff. I know. That's, I so. almost argue, like, don't advertise most of the time. No, I, I do think that there's something to be said. Like, if you understand lighting and you understand like how different things reflect and interact with light. Yeah, like I can take incredible photo and video. I can create incredible photo video assets on an iPhone 14. Yeah. But it all starts with knowing and shape, like knowing how to and shape light and doing it in an intentional way that is brand specific. Mm -hmm. Like when a brand, when you define a brand's look and feel and style and target audience, it's doing all those things with intention, not just, I mean, you know, if we did a shoot at midnight, I can make it look like it's daytime. Yeah. You know, I can make it look like we're in direct sunlight. I can make it look, you know, if you're doing a headshot, it's like, well, lighting a person is very different than lighting a cocktail or a beer or like a, a product. Yeah. Because people's faces move and they're, you know, like, it's just, you don't want to make somebody look bad. Right. And I see that happen a lot. I see... You know, I've seen it a lot in the hospitality space where someone may be really great at lighting cocktails and then they try to light a bartender or another, you know, bar professional like a cocktail. And it's, you know, hard light raking across the face, accentuating blemishes. And I'm just like, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, and and, I mean, a lot of clients that I've had would argue that, you know, having content, having, you know, some content is better than having no content. And I'm like... Yeah, but if you spend you spend millions of dollars on your business and you have an amazing customer base and you have you provide amazing services, why would you why do you want to cut the you're like, oh well we can save, we'll just hire, you know, 
some guy or gal or, you know, someone with a camera to come snap a few photos. And it's like, you're leaving so much on the table and you're also leaving so much up in the air. It's like, you're trying, you can't hit a target if you don't define it. Right. And it's, you're like, well, you know, we'll just see what we get, you know, pay them $500 and just see what happens. (laughs) It's like, well, and (laughs) well, I don't understand why we had to wait for a month. It's like, because you paid five hundred dollars yeah. to see what happens. Exactly. What is your advice for small businesses? Um, I'm interested in this because I work almost exclusively with small businesses, and um, they're you know like so small that they're maybe breaking two hundred grand a year. Sure. So you, you mean like myself? Yeah, and myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I care about these businesses. Sure. I want to help them grow. And that means that also their budgets are really small. So what is your advice to small business owners like that who, who want good content, but they're so afraid to spend money on it? Um, I would say that there's there's a lot of really talented. I would, I would say even like there's a lot of skilled people, uh, not just in Phoenix, but, you know, around the world that that do what i do and uh you know it's it's really about you know matching up and and aligning your your needs and the regularity of your needs you know some some you know i I guess i have some clients that you know we do a we do quarterly shoots Mm -hmm. you know to fill their you know metaphorical coffers with 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 images for social media I have another client that does, uh, you know, biannually, mm-hmm. you know, like every six months. Um, and like with uh, with Arizona Wilderness, I shoot for them every single week. Yeah. And it really is about chunking, chunking those content needs out. It's like, don't, you know, don't reach out to a photographer, videographer, the minute you have something. Right. It's like, let, let those needs build up so that they can, they can spend a half, a, a half day or a full day. Um. And I think the other thing is, this has all been an incredible learning process for me. Like I, I spent so much time learning how to create, uh, you know, a compelling, engaging, or a beautiful photograph that I didn't spend any time on, on learning a business, on learning marketing, on learning. I mean, like just looking at my, my Instagram, for example, it's probably been three or four months since I've posted. And, you know, that's partly because we're all our own worst critic and, yes. Um, the, you know, the other side of that is I want people to have a reason to go to my website. It's why it's there. It's way more intentional. It's way more curated. Um, but for a lot of these business owners, it's, you know, like learn your, learn your website platform, like learn, um, you know, have, um, have a, maybe a Pinterest board of, of like looks and styles that you like. So that when you hire someone like me, you have something to like, you could point me in a direction, you know, and we could talk about your brand. I mean, with, with wilderness, it's been so crazy that I've even, I mean, I have, um, like basically a wilderness preset now for all the editing. So there's consistency. Um, I generally only shoot their stuff on a 50 millimeter lens so that there's, you know, compression consistency. Like it's, it's all of these intentional decisions that, you know, over the course of, you know, a, a year or two years, or, you know, I would say even six months that start to have an impact on 
how that brand looks and how it's perceived. And another thing I'll say is I've made friends with a lot of people in the marketing space. And, you know, I've learned uh, one of my mentors is a creative director and learning about the industry from from what his needs are Mm -hmm. versus what I think looks good. It's like, okay, well, what I think is irrelevant. Ultimately, I'm there to help get my clients to the fit to to their vision to their finish to whatever their finish line is you know and it it really is a collaborative effort and i think what i found is uh as far as creatives go uh well i mean photographers videographers people in my space a lot of us think that we are artists and i will argue that i am allowed to be artistic within the scope of what my clients needs are Mm. um if i wanted to if my business model was to be a gallery photographer yeah i would be an artist right right? because it would be 100 about me but my work is 100 about my clients and it's about getting their visions realized and getting their that and meeting their needs for their customers it's not about it's not about me and that's why also my work spans kind of such a wide gamut of different genres because every client has has different needs right so and part of that was early on my insatiable ADD I was like oh I'm gonna shoot headshots and I'm gonna shoot this and I'm gonna shoot that and I think I've more narrowed in finally now more on um you know destination marketing travel tourism but I love problem solving and I love challenges so you know when somebody is like hey have you ever shot this before and I'm like no but let's do it yeah (laughs) because it's just fun it's a good time. So, well, I've definitely I've had the pleasure of working with you. Um, we have a mutual friend, Casey Wallen. We went down to Tucson and did um, a, a video shoot with Whiskey Delbach. Passion project for sure. Passion project for sure. They're such a great brand, though. They're they're an incredible brand. They really are. Um, and it was really cool to see how you work because you're uh, extremely punctual. They're very um, uh, organized and stern. Yeah. When I I have to be, like when things aren't, well, and and that goes back to, there's a, there's a level of ownership. I think that, you know, whoever's running the ship has to, has to take. And, you know, if, if I do a shoot and it doesn't work out, it's my fault. Right. If the client or the talent isn't giving me what I need that's my fault. Right. If the cocktail doesn't look the way it should, if the food doesn't look the way it should, that's my fault because I have to call that out and I have to like, it's, it's a, everything rests on my, on my shoulders. And I, I will often take ownership of things that maybe are not my responsibility because if I take ownership of them, I know that I have the ability to change them or impact them or make them better. Right. So, and yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like what good is pointing the finger gonna is gonna do? It's not gonna help anyone. In fact, I, I probably won't get hired back. <laughs> so, exactly. You know. Yeah, I've had a lot of experience um, with people that I've hired and uh, putting responsibility on them. Uh, and clients will be like, "What the hell is this?" And I'm like, "That's my fault." Like, I'm not gonna be like, "Oh, the person that works for me fucked up." It's like, yeah. no, that it was it was me. Yeah. Well, it's hard though. It's hard to find your team. I mean, my, my team is, is still growing, still uh, evolving. I mean, um, I work with this incredible food stylist. Her name's Joanna Meyer. Shout out Joanna. Uh, she, um, 
I would argue she's, I mean, she's, I think one of three or four, from what I understand, uh, full-time food stylists in town, but she's been full-time for nine years. Amazing. I mean, she's literally done everything. And when, when the budget allows, I will go out of my way to make sure, like I, I've, I've often, I've even moved, moved shoot days yeah. to make sure and accommodate her schedule because she's that valuable. Right. Or, um, my, my main assistant, I always hire Nader. Nader's, I mean, he's arguably as good, if not a better photographer than I am. He's incredible. Yeah. So his portrait. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the people that you choose to work with, I always try to surround myself with people who are as good or better than I am. Like I don't, there's a reason I don't hire interns because to me, an intern, I don't need a human light stand. I need someone who thinks, and I need somebody who I can say, Hey, what do you think of this? What does this need? Or what is this missing? You know? And I need to know that I can, I can trust them with a client when, you know, maybe, maybe that $20,000 shoot, maybe that's more than they've ever spent on a photo shoot before. And, you know, they're putting their, all their eggs in this basket. So there is no, there is no failure. There's no, failure's not an option. Yeah. So. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your past and how you got to where you are now, because I think that your story is extremely interesting. Sure. Interesting. That's a good interesting person. So how did you even get involved with photography? So I, I discovered my love for photography while traveling. I uh, was traveling for work, actually. Um, in, through my 20s, I was living out of a suitcase, and I would do the stereotypical um, fashion rounds as, as a model. And I would travel from New York to Miami to London uh, to Milan. And I'm a little on the short side, so I'm, I'm only 5'11". So... I was limited to, <laughs> I, well, I, I'm saying for, for, for the modeling industry at the time, right? So, but um, during my travels, I always had a little camera with me and I would take photos of anything and everything. And, you know, I, it was the coolest experience getting to live out of a suitcase and traveling to other countries and, and experiencing other cultures. And I would often get people's email because I would just be like, oh yeah, I'll take your photo, you know? And then I would send them the shots and, you know, the, the gratification that, that came out of that of just, I think that ultimately is what led me to deciding that this is something I wanted to pursue. And, but I mean, I was also, you know, I was on set with some of the most iconic uh, fashion photographers mm -hmm. of, of our time. And I don't know when to shut up. So I asked too many questions and I, made friends with the retouchers and I made friends with the first assistants. And though I've never really had any interest in shooting fashion, um, I was like, Hey, this is, this is really cool. And you know, that, that team, you know, when you're on a, when you're on a quarter million, half million dollar shoot and you're on a huge set and there's 40 people and you're thinking about what everyone's role is and, and how everyone is working towards this common, common goal. It's just a really cool, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. So I decided I want to do, I want to do that, but I want to work with real people. Not to say that the people I worked with weren't, you know, real, real. <laughs> but you know, well, I mean, I, I mean, I guess we all in, in certain ways, right? Like we're like when I'm photographing beer, I, I'm showing it, trying to showcase it in the best light possible. So yeah. there is a little element of, of fantasy there, but I like, I like working with people who are really passionate about what they do because the camera picks that up. 
I love that. Yeah. So what, uh, were you passionate about modeling? No. <laughs> I'm passionate about people. Um, for me, um, modeling was a way to not go deeper into student loan debt. Okay. Because I was working on a general business marketing degree, and I was worried that coming out of college, you know, I would, I, I would essentially just have, you know, I, I couldn't afford an un, a one-year unpaid internship right. to be the coffee guy. You know, I couldn't afford, because I was, you know, working three jobs and supporting myself and doing all that while going to college part-time. So I was grinding it out. And when the opportunity to model came up, I was like, is there even a question? Yeah. It's like more, more debt or go travel the world. I mean, who's going to like, I don't know. It's like if somebody was like, hey, do you want to go play in the NBA? And you're like, no. I just I need to go to school. Yeah. I need, yeah, I need to, I need to rack up debt instead. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an incredible experience. Um, I think it helped me figure out not only what I wanted out of my life, but, but who I am as a person. Awesome. So, and granted we're still in that journey. So, you know. Yes, of course. <laughs> Um, so you don't have any formal training as a photographer. You've had some nope. tours and yeah, I, so yeah, so no formal training, uh, as a photographer, but to that end, you know, I've heard multiple people now say like, if you don't know what the rules are, oftentimes you're not confined by that. Right. And, you know, I would have loved to go and study at the prestigious Brooks Institute in California. Um, but I, I assisted a lot of people early on, uh, both in, in Portland and, you know, I had a photography mentor up in Seattle. We were shooting for Starbucks three times a week. And, but, but I, I think the act, you know, the, the accessibility of information now is, is unprecedented in our time. And I think that there's a lot of information out there that's maybe less valuable. I mean, you know, trying to find the signal through the noise now is, is, you know, can be difficult, but there are enough incredible creators who are, you know, lifting the veil, which was a big no-no back in the day. You know, you never, the, um, the magician never showed anybody their magic tricks. Right. Well, now a lot of them are. Yeah. And a lot of the information is, is readily available. And even for, from my standpoint, like if somebody you know, maybe budgetarily doesn't, it doesn't work, you know, to, to hire me on, on a regular basis, or, um, I can still show you how to, to take, take a better photo. Right. I can still show you how to, I, I mean, I've gone in and set up studios for people. They've paid me to consult and I've gone in and explained, explained the basics, told them where the tripods had to be, told them where the lights had to be, helped them make, you know, even modest inexpensive, you know, just purchased off Amazon lights actually look flattering. Yeah. So it's, I mean, and all that information is available, but, but at the end of the day too, the same reason I, 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 you know, hired you to help me with my website. Like I can't be good at everything. Yeah. You know, and if somebody, you, anyone who has their own business, they're really good at that thing. Yeah. You know, but then they need to hire you. They need to hire me. They need to, you know, like it's, we all hire each other. <laughs> Like it takes a village, yeah. You know, and, and early, especially early on, you have to wear so many different hats. It is, it's exhausting. It is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, 
Even I, I just uh, celebrated my two year anniversary. Woo! Two years. And Dolly's excited. I know. It's uh, it's it's definitely been interesting because um, yeah, I I'm wearing a lot of hats still, and I don't want to be doing that mm-hmm. because I know that it's there's bottlenecks in my business, and it's because of me. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's like I need to hire the right people, but I also need to hire the right people within my budget, and then it's just uh, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, luckily my incredible wife is open to you know helping me out with projects periodically like you know I was able to walk her through my CRM just so that if I'm out on location or I'm you know I'm, I guess in February I went to Alaska to go photograph the northern lights and I had really shitty intermittent access to uh to internet oh, so yeah. but to to have to have someone like that who can just help me here or there but I mean I think we're also living in a prime it's uh we're in a prime time for automation Mm. like there are so many like tools for our businesses that help can help streamline everything you know obviously in your case or my case not actually do the work but it can help streamline our time so that we're not you know spending quite as many hours on mundane tasks but do you have some examples well honeybook honeybook i mean i think it was something originally um the amazing gentleman who shot my wedding actually introduced me to HoneyBook. And I was like, oh, this is, this is kind of for, this is for wedding photographers. And the more that the platform has continued to grow and update, um, I mean, to be able to track project timelines for clients to be able to pay your deposit or retainer and sign their contracts from their, sign your contracts from their phone. Like it's, um, it's been the most, I guess, I mean, it's, it's a cornerstone of my business. It really, it really is because, you know, you might be able to use QuickBooks to track, to do part of that. Yeah. Invoicing. Yeah. But when you, when, you know, when you have a discovery meeting with a new client and you're taking notes in, in this, everything lives on, everything lives on the program. And there's even an app that'll track where you can, you know, say we sat down for Again, a discovery meeting, I could I could track my time mm-hmm. and press one button and automatically populates that into a, to an invoice. Yeah. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. What I like about it is um, a lot of us don't have any experience with contracts and writing contracts. Um, if you're an attorney and you're listening, I'm I'm uh, I'm in the market, so <laughs> I need to need to kind of update things. So go ahead. Yeah, I uh, I've been fairly lucky so far that the honeybug contracts have been mm-hmm. have been good for me um but you know it's as a as a small business owner too it's hard to get people to take your contract seriously yeah you know but they sign anything and then they're like well what are you going to do you don't have any money to sue me has that have you ever had any issues with people not paying you or anything like that I mean, so some of the some of the bigger casino jobs that I've worked on, depending on what their contracts were um, with the agencies, some of their contracts are net sixty, net ninety, but that there's been a few times where that wasn't communicated to me early on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get my initial retainer, which is ha- half up front, 
to retain my services. And then, yeah, you're waiting for 60 to 90 days after. I mean, I think it's just a challenge, small, uh, you know, being a small business. I do think that clients, all my clients out there, I do think that clients should do a better job of communicating that that's what the expectation is. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, as clients, as your client base gets larger, that is more common. But, and I hate, hate to say this, but I will always give preferential treatment to clients that pay faster. Oh, yeah. And it's the same even with my, if my team, my contractors, right? When I hire anyone to work with me, I will often pay them in full before I've before I get my second second payment just because I want them to know that like hey look you're you're important to me you're important to my business you're important to my clients and you need to be taken care of mm-hmm. you know I am doing my best to make sure that I have my business structured in a way where I can always afford to do that yeah because when I call I want them to be like hey what do you need you know and and, and vice versa when if I have a, a job coming up where I know it's a net 60 or net 90, like I generally will charge more money. Like, I hate to say that, but I mean, yeah, you have to, you have to do no, but it's just from the standpoint of like, it's a hassle, mm-hmm. you know, it's a hassle. And I know it's a hassle for everyone involved. And I know to work with some of those bigger clients that that's just, it's like a take it or leave it yeah. situation, you know, but then I've also worked with other people too, where like, the job finishes, say it's a three or four day job, the job finishes, there's a, a an amazing person sitting in the corner with a checkbook and they go, boop, boop, here you go. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like sitting there like a, you know, like a kid at Halloween going like, what's the coolest thing? So, you know, definitely make sure you always take, take care of those clients. Definitely. I mean, take care of all your clients, but you know, the, the way that we can help train the industry to be you know, a little bit more in our favor is, you know, you have to show appreciation, you know, for, I mean, even for great, like when you work with great people, please tell them that they are great. Yeah. Like communicate that to them. Exactly. Like reinforce positive behavior. Right. And then just don't work with people that suck. <laughs> that's, that's really good advice. <laughs> so what is... Charge my uh, douchebag tax. That's what I say. Oh, yeah. See, I need to start doing that. If you have clients that are really, really difficult... Continue to kill them with kindness. Continue to do amazing work for them. But the next time they come around and try to hire you, just triple your rate. That's hard because what if you have a consistent client every single month? Well, you, when it becomes, when that contract expires, mm-hmm. right? If it's a year contract, if it's a six month contract, when it comes down to renegotiation, you just tell them the De- demand, demand has gone up. Demand on my time has gone up. And I'm increasing my pricing across the board. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, you have to be willing to walk away from those clients, right? But for most of us trying to run a business, there is there is an amount for everyone where it's like, you know what? I'd work for them again for that amount. Yeah. But then, you know, and if they and if they if they go for it, then you're off to the races. And if they don't, then you're rid of a headache. Yeah. But you don't ever have to, it prevents you from having those negative conversations with them. Right. Because they're just doing the best that they can as well. And oftentimes they don't know how much pain they're causing you. Exactly. So, and that's fine. You know, someone else will hire them or they'll pay you a ton of money. Yeah. Either way, everybody wins. 
I'm getting good advice on this podcast. <laughs> All right. So um, what, what is your ideal client? What does that client look like? I mean, honestly, it's so hard to put my, I like working with great people. I think the, the brand on the brand side of things is less important. I mean, obviously I love shooting a variety uh, of different things. Like say um, a hotel were to hire me and with my skill set, I mean, I could shoot all the assets that their restaurants, you know, their on location restaurants would need. Um, I could shoot the lifestyle component, you know, of, uh, taking a few talent, traveling around the property, um, you know, whether that's bicycles, like mountain biking, or, you know, everyone travels to a place. They're not just there to hang out at the hotel. Yeah. You know, it's the golf courses, it's the sunsets, it's, you know, drinking wine on the terrace. Mm -hmm. So shooting all of that. And then I can also shoot the rooms, you know, and then incorporating both still into new assets into every one of those pieces for me, that's where I have the most fun because I get to change gears because shooting, again, shooting tabletop food is so different than shooting people, which is so different than shooting, you know, the interiors of a space. Um, so for me, an ideal client, I'm, I'm literally working through this while, <laughs> while we're talking, but would ideal client for me would offer variety, like yeah. a variety of, you know, photography styles within the realm of what their needs were. Um, and I really like working with a, with an amazing team. Like, one of the great things about Arizona Wilderness Brewery is that they have, uh, they have an incredible marketing director. Yeah. You know, when I'm working with people that understand marketing, that understand um, not only marketing but implementation, because mm -hmm. I I can't tell you how many times I've created, you know, beautiful assets for a client, and then they're like, "We have all these great pictures, and we don't know what to do." <laughs> you know, like it's 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 like you you need. To not only create those assets with the end goal in mind, but then you need somebody who knows how to use them. Use them, because if they're not used, like you know, I think um, it's a company called Inspire Brands uh, out of Texas. They own like Rusty's Taco and mm. Buffalo Wild Wings. They hired me to do a shoot for them, and I don't even know if they're using the shots. Crazy, you know. And I was like, you know, it was one day for like fifteen grand. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I have no idea if the shots are even going to be used. And, you know, for me, I just want my work to have, to have an impact. I want, like, literally, like, if you hire me, I want my work to help your business. Yeah. And if it's not, then don't hire me. Hire somebody else. <laughs> Spend less money. Right. You know, like, you don't need someone who's like shooting tethered into a laptop who's getting you know, having you sign off on every single image that I shoot before we move on to the next scene, you don't need that level of precision if you're not even going to use the word. Right. So what's next for KPL Studios? Um, I'm hoping to pick up another, like a, another really awesome retainer client um, this year. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, so Arizona Wilderness Brewery, collaborated with Patagonia Provisions this summer on a beer. And I got so much incredible feedback from Patagonia on the work that I'm doing with Arizona Wilderness. So it really is just working more with brands that I resonate with as a person. I mean, Arizona Wilderness is conservation focused. Um, they're hyper-focused on 
local farmers, local ingredients, sustainability. And I find that when I work with those type of people, those are my people. Yeah. You know, I don't want to work with a brand that doesn't want to help the community. I don't want to work with a brand that's, I mean, you know, we're all in this for, to make, to make, to make a living. Right. right? But I want to sleep good at night. Right. Like I want to work, I want to work with brands who, who resonate with me as a person who, you know, people who are inspired by the outdoors, people who love, you know, great food and great cocktails and great wine. Uh, because then it's not work. I mean, a lot of the majority of my clients, especially, I mean, I would say like 95% of my business is repeat business. Like some of my clients I've been working with for six years now, even before I, before I set my LLC up before all of that. And it's great. Like when we show up on set, it's, it's seamless. Yeah. They know what to expect. I know what to expect. You know, there's clear lines of communication. Um, Everything is paid. Yeah. Like it's this beautiful, beautiful synergy. So more of that. But I'll say that I really like when the, when those type of people refer, when my favorite people refer me, people. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's like uh, it's like dating when someone, you know, when someone's like, hey, you should meet so and so. If they're vouching for so and so, it's generally going to be a pleasant experience. Right. And it's the same with my clients. Um, I don't think it's been a while since I've been referred uh, a rotten egg. Let's call them a rotten egg, <laughs> right? Uh, but you know, but it happens. Um, but yeah, and I so circling back to my ideal client, I, I really would prefer to you know to work with with people that had a mark that at least at a bare minimum had you on board right at a bare minimum right so that way there's no like we're all we can all be on the same page together yeah exactly so yeah. i love that you think about um the end goal of the photo instead yeah. of just like taking the photo and goodbye like you're really thinking about the whole picture of a brand well it's the only way to hit the target you can't otherwise it's a dice roll yeah you know and, and and I will say that it can be difficult sometimes because I've definitely had, this is probably true at 40% of the shoots I've ever done, but there's, there's always someone who's trying to move the target while you're trying to hit it. And it's like, you got to slow down. It's like, let's just, let's hit this target first. And then we can redefine once we hit this target, then we can identify another target and hit it in the future. Because yeah. oftentimes they'll try to cram so much into one day and it's like quality goes down exponentially. Right. You know? Yeah. And I've done that too, where I've put myself in a corner and I've said, yes, 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 yes. And you put yourself into a no win scenario because then the client's not happy with the work. You're not happy with the work. And then they don't get the desired results. And the next time they have a shoot come up, they hire somebody else. Right. And you let that happen yeah. because you let them you let them make you say yes to everything. Like you, you let that all happen, but you just have to put your foot down. Yeah. I, I think that's a great, uh, trait that you possess. I am still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to make people happy, but as long as it doesn't compromise the final product. Yeah. So where can everybody find you? Um, my website, kplstudios.com, um, social media at kplstudios.com. 
I mean, it's all kind of the same. Um, <laughs> link, LinkedIn, Kyle Liedeborg. If you can spell my last name, that is. <laughs> this will all be in the show notes. <laughs> right, all in the show notes. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's I I try to make things as easy as possible. Yeah. Because I've just worked with, I'm just like, why is it so complicated? Yeah. And then everything from workflows to, I mean, typically I do a three year a three year guarantee on all my work, so it lives in the cloud for three years. So if the client ever loses it. Anything ever happens if you know my studio burns down? I, you know, it's all I'm always thinking like ten steps ahead, so that my clients can just know that their their investment was well spent. So, yeah. I love that. Well, Kyle, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's cool to be here, and thanks, Dolly, for uh, finally landing. For, for <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,